0: Episode 921 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus, presented by our Patreon supporters and the Play Index at BaseballReference.com. I'm Ben Lindbergh of 538, joined by Sam Miller, Baseball Prospectus. Hello, yo. Yep. So, to paraphrase Martin Lindau's character from Entourage, what if I told you there was a baseball player who had David Ortiz's OPS, Clayton Kershaw's ERA, Noah Sindergaard's fastball speed and strikeout rate? And had just turned 22 three days ago. Would that be something you'd be interested in? I'm going to assume that it is. It's definitely something I'm interested in. Yesterday, Vice Sports published a piece called Shohei Otani is the best thing in baseball. It's pretty tough to argue with that premise right now. So we are going to do an episode on the most interesting player playing in Japan right now. And to tell us about him and his season, we are talking to a guest from episode 350 of this podcast. We talked about Masahiro Tanaka. Then we're going to talk about Otani now with Jason Koskri of the Japan Times. Hey, Jason. Hey, hi. thanks for having me. So I guess I, I'll just start with the stats just for for people who haven't been following Otani's season. He's playing for the fighters in Japan's Pacific League. And thus far... He has a 1.9 ERA through 15 starts with the highest strikeout rate in the league, roughly 11 strikeouts per nine innings. And he also has 151 plate appearances, and he's hitting 341, 450, 659, which would be enough to, I think, rank second in the league in batting average, second in the league in OBP, and first by far in slugging and OPS if he. Had enough plate appearances to qualify. So, I guess is this season as much of a phenomenon as one would assume that it is based on the stats. Yes, it <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, especially
1: because last year he was it was he was he didn't have a very good season at the plate last year. He was amazing as a pitcher and he almost won the Sawamura. He was third, basically behind Maeda, Kenta, and Fujinami from the Tigers. So yeah, but this year he's um he's really refocused himself at the plate. He's got a more balance than he did last year as a hitter. And he's got a little bit more muscle this year too. And I think that's probably a lot of it is coming through when he's hitting these home runs because a lot of them have been opposite field home runs. And his average—he's just seen the ball really well, I guess. So it is quite the phenomenon what he's doing this year. It hasn't been seen.
0: So did he show up to camp in the best shape of his life? Were there were there stories written about how he had uh, done something new over the off season and he was ready to have a big year, and now he's having it?
1: Yeah, there were. He um, he showed up a little bit. He, he's not bulky, but he showed up with a little bit more muscle. And there was stuff written about it. He um, he had apparently talked to you, Darvish, about like. Putting out, adding a little bit more muscle and worked out with Darvish over the offseason. And he, he said that Darvish ta- taught him a lot of stuff. I, I spoke with him earlier this year, me and another reporter, Jim Allen of Kyoto News, and he told us that, you know, he had worked with Darvish. Darvish had told him some things to do, and he did show up a little bit heavier. And that's one of the things that Darvish did later in his career in Japan. He started putting on a little bit more muscle and kind of going against the, the trend of Japanese training of quality of quantity and going more for quantity and I think that's probably something that Otani did and he did show up a little bit heavier and a little bit stronger and I think it's starting to bear fruit I, I don't know if that really affected his pitching earlier in the year because he didn't seem to have a great feel for all of his pitches maybe he was getting used to being a little bit stronger but he's really turned around now but yeah that was a bit of a thing when he came in he was noticeably heavier, I think, because a lot of
2: the reporters at spring training were noticing it. So it's 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 easy to focus on how good he is as a pitcher and how good he is as a hitter. Uh, but really, like, that's almost beside the point. He's doing both, which is just that doesn't ever, ever happen. Like, there's no equivalent in modern american baseball of a pitcher who played outfield on his days off uh it was you know it's been sort of briefly attempted but usually going the other way and never for very long and 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 not very successfully is this as unusual putting aside his success is this as unusual uh in japan as it is in the states where simply having a pitcher who plays outfield or dh on his days off uh is unprecedented yes he's He's the only one that's doing it. I mean, I think
1: there have been guys before, but just like in the States, it wasn't particularly in the modern era. There may have been some – I'm not entirely sure. I think there may have been some guys in maybe the 60s or the 70s, a guy who did it. But, yeah, it's pretty unprecedented to do this. When he came up, he came up actually when he when they drafted him, and his first game was actually as a right fielder because um, they were they were bringing him in – easing him into pitching in the big league. So – there have been games, there was at least one game where he pitched on the farm during the day and then showed up at the stadium that night with the main team as a in the lineup as a hitter. But um yeah, it's it's pretty unprecedented and nobody's doing it here either. And it's just it's all it's a little lucky that he ended up where he ended up with the fighters who were not the most conventional team in Japan and so he ended up with the organization and a manager in hideki kuriyama that was willing to let him do this and that was probably honestly part of the reason that they were able to convince him to stay and not go to the majors right out of high school is they probably told him you know we'll let you hit some they don't let him play in the outfield anymore he hasn't done that in a few years. i don't think he's done it since his rookie season but he's dhing pretty much whenever he's not pitching and he's dhing a little bit more i think than he did last year even and Now they don't even use the DH um, when he's pitching. They just let him hit, which is something they haven't done until this year.
2: And what are some other unconventional things that his team or his manager uh, have done? It's
1: just more that Kuriyama is... I don't want to say he's a more American-style manager because he still bunts all the time like every other Japanese manager will. It's just the fighters are a little bit known for taking risks. Like Darvish, not many people wanted to draft Darvish. It wasn't more of his skills, kind of off-the-field stuff, and they stepped up and did it. There was a kid, Toshi, Tomiyuki Sugano, a pitcher, who, who came out and said that I'm only going to play for this one team that my uncle is the manager of, and it was the Yomiuri Giants, the most famous team here. No one drafted me, and of course the fighters drafted him anyway. And then Otani came out and said, "You know, I'm going to the major leagues. Nobody drafted me, and then there the fighters are drafting him. So they do stuff like that. And as far as on the field, there's not they're not as unconventional on the field. Kuriyama's um he's kind of a weird guy. Sometimes he's he's a little bit eccentric in a few ways. But um so I'm not sure if Otani had gone to another team if they would let him. Hit and pitch and do the things that he's doing now. I think this might be a product of him going to Nippon Ham.
0: I actually just noticed that the fighters have the the league leader in sacrifice bunts, Nakashima, who I, I think we've talked about before on this podcast just because of his extraordinary number of sacrifice bunts. And Otani has no career sacrifice bunts. Is that in itself unusual, that he has not been asked to bunt? Is that because he's so good at hitting or is that just a smaller sample thing or
1: i I think it's probably because he's he's so good at hitting they're not gonna they're not making him bunt. and he's um a guy who can drive and runs nakashima is a bit of a he's a good hitter he's he's more of a contact guy though otani's a guy who's got some power who can knock the ball over the fence and so they're just they're not bunting with him mostly out of strategy not so much as um it's not so much a weird thing that they're not making him bunt.
0: Uh huh. That's interesting because if you go back a few decades in in Major League history, when sacrifice bunting was more common, you would still sometimes see power hitters and cleanup hitters asked to sack bunt sometimes. And so, I wasn't sure whether that was still the case in in Japan also, or
1: definitely still the case here. You'll you'll. I was at a game a couple of days ago or last week where we had a. The first guy of an inning, he first two guys of an inning got on base. They bring up the the next hitter. He's a he's not a power hitter, but he's a pretty good hitter. He can hit the ball over the fence, and they bunted him They get to the the catcher who was batting one seventy and the pitcher behind him. So huh. you'll still get guys who aren't who shouldn't be bunting in situations where they probably shouldn't be bunting, squaring up the bunt because that's what's in the the Japanese manager handbook. Mm-hmm. Otani is there's a few guys who you never see square around the bunt, and Otani's in that class now.
2: Uh last year uh as you noted Otani uh didn't hit that well. He was kind of a poor hitter although, you know, still good for a pitcher, but poor for for a hitter. H- do you have any sense of how close uh, he came to losing his privileges? Like how how necessary was it for him to come into camp this year killing the ball? Uh was was this experiment almost ended?
1: I don't think it was almost end. In- I haven't heard anything out of the Fighters or anyone say that. There was there was a chance of him not being able to to keep doing this, and again I also don't know if they if they told him like hey look you're gonna we're gonna let you pitch so you'll so you want to stay here, but um I think maybe just last year he just wasn't as focused and I don't I don't think Kuriyama was gonna was reticent to put him back in the lineup also because the fighters they need hitters they need guys who can hit the ball over the fence they need some offense and. He was one of the guys who can do that. So I think maybe if he had come out this year and had another year like that, they probably would have sat him down and said, look, this probably isn't the best idea. We've got guys on the bench who are dedicated hitters, and we can probably plug them in there. You're a great pitcher. But to answer your question, I don't think that the experiment was going to be over, but I can't say that with 100% certainty.
2: Cause out here, like, there's this fear of letting pitchers do anything. Like, pitchers aren't even allowed to catch pop-ups in the infield, and Madison Bumgarner's is not allowed to take glorified BP in front of large TV audiences, because everybody's afraid that pitchers are, are, are gonna get hurt. Is it controversial at all that Otani is, uh, allowed to do this? Or, or I guess probably it isn't now, but was it when he was hitting 202? It wasn't controversial. Uh, there were people I, I
1: mean, a lot of players, if you would talk to players and they would all say that he should be concentrating on pitching and there was a, a big chorus of like media commentators and former players and people of that nature saying that, you know, this guy should be concentrating more on his pitching. He's a better pitcher, he's going to go farther as the pitcher. He needs to drop his hitting and just choose. So in that sense there was a lot of there were people saying that he needs to drop hitting, but they were Those same people were saying that before, too, when he hit 10 home runs. So it's just that when he had such a bad season last year, the talk just intensified that he should give up on his hitting and just focus on pitching.
0: And I guess now, I mean, even if he weren't hitting right now, it would be pretty hard to say that because he's... He's the best pitcher in the league too, right now, right? I mean, you couldn't really say that he could be that much better at, at that aspect either, right? I mean, how much farther can he go? I mean, he's only twenty-two, so I mean, you can't. You
1: they they can't say anything about where he's at of the pitcher right now. So, right, exactly, you're right. He can't. You know, they can't say that. They can't say that he would be better if he wasn't hitting because.
0: Look at how good he is now. Yeah. So I'm just trying to imagine what sort of a sensation this must be if it were happening in Major League Baseball. I mean, Madison Bumkarner, as Sam mentioned, is the, the closest thing we have to this. And he is nowhere near as successful. He, he DH'd one time and it was a, a big deal. And Otani is doing that regularly. And, you know, that's a pretty big deal. But Otani is probably an even better pitcher relative to his peers, Then Bumgarner is, and he's been the best hitter in the league too. I guess I can't even imagine what the hype would be like in baseball. I mean, we would be seeing, you know, live look-ins. We'd be seeing sellouts. I I can't even imagine how big a star that person would be. So what is it like in Japan? This year, him
1: DHing wasn't particularly out of the normal because he'd done it before. Yeah. That particular aspect of it, there's always curiosity because it's Otani, but that particular aspect of it had died down a little bit. What what was big this year was when the fighters decided, and because they play in the Pacific League and the DH League, is when they decided, look, on right before Interleague started, we're just going to let him hit instead of like using the DH in those games. Because before, they would, he would DH when he wasn't pitching, then he'd take a day off before he pitched. Then when he pitched, the fighters would use the DH in his spot. But then... Recent, on May 29th, I believe it was right before Interleague, they just dropped the DH and just started letting him hit. And that, of course, caused a, a pretty big sensation. And people had been calling him the, the two-way player. And once he started hitting for himself, they started calling him the real two-way player because he's really <laughs> doing it now. And I mean, his in his last game, he bat, he hit leadoff. In, in the Pacific League game, they waved the DH and they stuck him in the leadoff spot. And he hit a home run on the first pitch of the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the leadoff spot in Japan is, is like a special honor, right? It's not just, you know, an important lineup spot, but it's sort of designated for the best hitter or one of the best hitters on the team in a way that maybe is not quite equivalent in the U.S.
1: Yeah, maybe. You, yeah, you, put, you generally put one of your, your top guys there and your, your second guy is the sacrificial lamb. Meant to burn Uh him over. Right. And that was the first time they put Otani in the leadoff spot as a pitcher. And that was a little bit weird because their cleanup hitter had been going through a slump, a really bad slump. And so they benched him and they took the leadoff guy and put him in the cleanup spot. So there was a hole there for someone to hit leadoff. And so that particular game, which happened to be against the best team in the league, the two-time defending Japan Series champions on the road. Kuriyama stuck Otani in the leadoff spot, and it worked out that day. hit a home run.
2: So I see that you, Darvish had some at bats, some plate appearances. Is the DH not universal?
1: Yeah, it's it's like in the it's like in the big leagues. Uh, here, the Pacific League has the DH, and this, the Central League doesn't. And so during interleague games in Central League parks, the DH rule is not in effect, so pitchers have to hit. I see, and vice versa. Except there was one year during interleague where they. They did. They said they did it for the fans, and so they switched the DH rules. So in Central League parks, there was a DH, and in Pacific League parks, there was no DH, and so pitchers had to hit because they wanted. I guess they wanted the fans to see their own pitchers having to hit. I guess, but they switched the DH rules. But yeah, it's just like in the U.S. I mean, North America. There's one league with a DH, one league without a DH.
2: And is the gap between pitchers hitting and regular position players hitting? Roughly the same, or are pitchers in Japan better or or worse than than American pitchers? I would say pitchers in Japan are probably
1: well on average. They're probably slightly better because Kenshin Kawakami was a really good hitter here. Daisuke Matsuzako was a decent hitter here. They're probably better just because their fundamentals are probably better because they, I imagine. Japanese pitchers work at it a little bit more. Not that they
2: work on it that much. Mm-hmm. So their Japanese pitchers are probably a little bit better. But there's no there's no real expectation though that they will try to be passable at this. It's sort of just a forgotten you know a, a skill that they let um, stagnate once they become pitchers.
1: Yeah, I mean there there are plenty of guys who who walk up there and they look as if all they want to do is go back to the dugout. But there are guys who are decent hitters here. They're not home run hitters like O'Tani, but there are plenty of pitchers here who can put the ball in play. But there's not there's no real like you said, there's no real expectation that the pitcher's a big threat in the lineup.
0: And his plate discipline appears to have improved significantly. He you know, he walked eight times and struck out forty-three times last season and this year has walked almost as often as he struck out, is that a sign of respect for his improved power, or guys pitching around him, or has he become a more disciplined, selective hitter?
1: He's become a more he's become a more disciplined, selective hitter. He's not he he was flailing a lot last year, the year before when he hit ten home runs, and he there was a lot of respect for him, but a lot of those home runs were, were balls where it just he's so athletic and he he's got such good he's got decent bat speed, so he was getting the ball in the zone and knocking it out. This year, I think he's being more, he's more seeing the pitches, more like selecting better. And I think he's just more disciplined at the plate this year. The pitchers do are respecting him a lot more though, because he's shown that he's not just a guy who can hit home runs. He can also hit for average and do other things well too. So he's being pitched a little differently than he was before because he's, He's better all around, and discipline has been a part of that.
0: So is there much skepticism about his offensive performance thus far? Is there any sense that, you know, maybe it's a small sample or it's a fluke or something? Or, you know, if people were asked to just list the the best hitters in the league, would Otani just be on that, you know, not just for what he's done thus far, but for what people expect him to do for the rest of the season or, or the next couple of seasons?
1: Well, right now, I think it's... What's being said is it's not really being said that, you know, it's a small sample, although it, it is a bit of a small sample. It's just like about half a season. So he is being mentioned as among the, the top hitters this year, but just because of what he's done this year. Looking at what he did before in 2014, that that gives him even more of, um I guess, street cred kind of as a hitter mm-hmm. because he showed that he, he's got some power. He would he always hit a lot of doubles and now he just added. Decently consistent home run hitting to that, so he's he's being mentioned as uh, among some of the top hitters just because there's no way to not list him there because he's
0: doing so well this year. Is he an interesting guy apart from his baseball skills? Is he charismatic or a, a good quote? <laughs>
1: he's really he seems really shy. Uh huh. His teammates all say that he's you know he's friendly and things like that. When he's in front of the media. A lot of times, if you're in like kind of like the media scrum with Otani, if you're in the back, you're not going to hear what he's saying because he he speaks really softly. He 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 looks whoever he's whoever asks the question. He looks that person in the eye and he speaks really softly and and that's it. So he's he seems like a, a lot of a very shy guy. I, for instance, I guess when Darvish was here, Darvish you spoke to Darvish and Darvish would give you he wouldn't really look at you, but he his voice just kind of carried more. Darvish spoke. I don't want to say it was a bit more confidence because I think Otani's o- o- a confident guy too, and Otani actually likes to talk to the media, from what I've heard from the team. He's just he strikes you as really quiet in his public persona and really kind of a shy guy. I don't want to say he's shy because I don't think he is. He's just he's got a really soft voice and he speaks really quiet, really
0: silently. So it's hard to get a real feel for him. So would would he be on the short list of you know most famous? people in japan just most famous you know japanese celebrities period
1: mm, he'd be on the he'd be on the short list sports wise yes Ichiro's figure skaters are really hot, big in japan and ichiro is still up there on the list and he's probably even more so up there on the list now but as far as baseball players go otani's right there with like hiroki kuroda and some other guys so he's he's up there and he's he's known every time he does something like, we, he had the game where he had 31 pitches that were that were at least 99 miles an hour. That was all over the news. And he hit 163, 101, mph. That was all over the news. So he's everywhere. And every time he does something and he hits or pitches, you get the sports pages the next day. And the back pages are pretty much, oh, tiny, oh, tiny, oh tiny.
2: I might be totally wrong about this, but I suspect if he came to the States, they would not let him hit anymore. Uh, that he would uh, at best get to sign with an NL team, and uh, you know, and 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 maybe bat for himself in the sixth. Like that might be the extent of how willing uh, major league teams would be willing to go with this. I might be wrong, but assuming that's true, he is you know theoretically much more valuable to a Japanese roster than an American league roster because he's hitting in between starts. He also is theoretically much more famous because he's doing this, and he's having a much better time because he uh, gets to basically be two baseball careers uh, at once. Is there any chance that uh, because of these factors, uh, he won't come to the United States on the normal schedule uh, that that players do? Honestly, I think maybe poss- there's possibly a chance. I-
1: I'm not entire. It depends on like what Otani's thinking. I do, and I've heard from other people, especially there's a, a another foreign reporter here named Jim Allen who works for Kyoto News, and we were talking about this thing a while back, and you know he noted that. You know there are people. You know Otani loves to hit, and it's one of the things he, he really, really enjoys to do. And it's one of the it's one the fighters allow him to hit. So you, you know that could factor into it, depending on if he goes into negotiations with MLB teams. Say he gets posted, and he goes in negotiations, and they all say, like you say, we're gonna we're not gonna let you hit. You're too valuable. We're gonna put too much money in you. Maybe there's a chance he said, well, I'm I'm happy in Japan, I'm, I'm getting hit all the time and hit almost not every day, but almost every other day when I'm not pitching. I suppose there could be a small possibility of that. You know, it just depends really on how the major league pull on him was really strong when he came out of high school and he was going to go. It depends on how much that has changed in the interim and how much he truly enjoys being able to play in Japan and be able to hit. As much as he's hitting, and the fighters being allowed to let him do that, so it's it's, it's a good it's a really good question because it it's, it speaks more to his personality and how much does he really love to hit and love what he's doing, and would a major league team be willing to let him do that?
0: And so we're we're gonna find out about that roughly when exactly, right? Because he's under contract what through two thousand nineteen, and so he'll be playing in Sapporo for a while although at some point you would you'd think that they'd want to get what they can for him if he is set on going to the U.S. but now that the posting fees are capped at 20 million dollars they can't auction him off for as much as you know Darvish got or Matsuzaka got and so there's less incentive for them to let him go early although I guess still some incentive
1: yeah there's there's much less incentive because of the the posting system which i it's great for the players and it's good that it's great for the players. I can't, I still find it hard to believe Japanese teams agreed to it. Um, I think part of it was, I think teams didn't want to be seen as like getting in Tanaka's way because that's when it was coming up. But for the fighters and Otani, there's, there's really two things. There's, there's when would they want to auction him off? And then, but there's also the case of what did they have to do to get him to stay in the first place? And if, They did make him some sort of agreement in his contract or anything to say that when I'm ready to go, let me go. You know, if if they did make some sort of agreement like that in his original deal, and he says he's ready to go, who knows? That could be this year. That could be next year. That could be never. So it depends on that. If if assuming he doesn't have some sort of deal where he gets to go whenever he wants, I would imagine because it's only 20 million, the fighters would hang on to him until. Right before he's set to go to the, he's set to become a free agent, kind of like with Darvish, maybe a year or two before. And then you see, you start seeing that kind of thing ramp up if he's still putting up these types of numbers, which barring injury or anything, he probably will be because he's so young. He's just going to keep getting better and better.
0: Yeah. And just purely as a pitching prospect, I, I mean, he he stacks up to, anyone really who's made the trip, right? I mean, Darvish pitched for the same team and it was a little bit of a different offensive environment then, but just comparing his last couple seasons to what Otani is doing right now, it, it seems like, you know, stats-wise and and probably stuff-wise, he he compares fairly favorably even to Darvish, right? I mean, just just purely as a pitching prospect, and he's been scouted for years, of course, but you know he would be as interesting to MLB teams as just about anyone who's been available in the past, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think with one thing with with Darvish when he was Darvish, I probably had a, knew he wanted to go, and but the year before he went, I think I, I mentioned it earlier. He he started changing up his his weight training routine to get maybe get a little bit bulk, get a little bit get a little bit more power. To his pitches, and you know, when he came back the last year before he went over, he, Darvish was just amazing because he had a little bit more velocity, and I, he had a little bit more feel for his stuff, and that that kind of thing too. And Otani's done that early, way earlier in his career than Darvish did, and maybe that's the effect of you know, you Darvish doing it and giving this kid some advice on, you know, you should you know think about doing this kind of stuff, follow my example, because you know, Otani comes up, he's wearing Darvish's number. Number eleven with the fighters. So he's he's so he does stack up well. And I I do wonder if you know being being able to be around you, Darvish gave Otani a little bit of an advantage that Darvish didn't have because there wasn't that same type of player on the fighters when Darvish came up. So he is he compares very favorably to Darvish. He's probably far ahead of where Darvish was at the same age. And so it'd be really interesting to see how that he's going to be able to take this thing,
0: and to be clear, he's not really showing any signs of strain from this at all, right? I mean, he he's on something like a 30-inning scoreless streak as we speak, so it's not like he's been wearing down from this routine thus far. I don't know whether it's any easier for him to do this because there's more time between starts for Japanese pitchers than for Major League pitchers, but so far, at least, there's really no indication that he couldn't keep doing this successfully
1: no not not right now he's yeah like you said he's he's doing really well as a pitcher and the the, kuriyama has broached the subject of you know they said they were only gonna he was only gonna be hitting for himself a few it was supposed to be kind of an experiment maybe and so there's a chance he may not keep doing that that aspect of it so he may get an extra day off every team always gets monday the monday off and Otani usually gets off the day before he starts and the day after he starts. But the fighters may dial back on letting him hit a little bit. So he'll be getting a little bit more rest on that aspect, too, because they'll lighten the load a little bit. But right now, he's not showing any particular signs of strain. He's he's pitching better than he was pitching in the beginning of the season. And he's pitching better in, but at the beginning of the season. He wasn't hitting for himself, so he's actually taken on more work recently
0: and he's done a lot better than he was doing earlier in the year Uh and the fighters are third place in the pacific league right now they're 45 and 31 and i'm trying to imagine what a player like this would be worth if it were over a full big league season you know would this be like a 15 wins above replacement season something like that i mean is is the roster other than otani Thin, like is he kind of carrying the team, or is it a a pretty good team in addition to Otani?
1: The fighters as a roster, they they don't have the greatest offense in the world, but they've got some some good players. Brandon Laird is hitting; a, he's doing really well for them this year. He's got twenty three home runs after a horrible season last year. Average wise, a horrible season last year. He had a bunch of home runs. Sho is a guy who. um some major league scouts have been sniffing around to a big power hitter, but he's been going he's the he was the cleanup hitter. I mentioned that was going through the big slump that necessitated Otani getting moved up to number one. So the fighters, they have players. They have a lot of young players. They're not, they don't have a particularly robust offense. So that's, that might be also be another reason that they've got Otani's bat in there because he's just so good as a hitter, as a power hitter. He gives them. A much needed like guy who can who can knock in some runs with um a guy named Daikanyo Nakata and also Brandon Laird. They've got Kensuke Tanaka who had a a little a brief stint in the big leagues a few years ago. So they don't have the greatest offense in the world. And pitching pitching wise, Otani is pretty much he's carrying he's carrying the team, but. They've got another a young kid named Arihara who's been really good for them this year. And his ERA is right now a little bit lower than Otani's, and they've um, got Luis Mendoza who's he's average. He's having an average year. He's a, he's been a decent pitcher here. He's had some up and down starts. But as far as the pitching staff, after you get past Mendoza, there's not a ton there. So Otani is carrying them as on the pitching staff and. He's one of the reasons that they're staying afloat at least offensively.
0: Okay. And so we have seen him briefly face major league competition in exhibition games and I assume that we'll see him next spring in the WBC.
1: If yeah, I just I can't imagine there's gonna be a WBC team that he's not on unless (laughs) Yeah. Unless he's not here, which is which also would be a bigger shock. So Right. It's just a matter of is he gonna um Is the manager, Hiroki Kokubo, is he going to have Otani? Of course, he's going to have him pitching. The question I guess everyone will ask is, is Otani going to DH for you or is Otani going to pinch hit for you?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the the more fascinating seasons that we've ever come across. Is there anything we uh, haven't covered? Any other heroic feats that he has achieved or anything else about his arsenal or any Otani fun facts that we should know about? Wait, he he broke the speed record last month, right.
1: right? Yeah, with one one hundred one. He that's the highest by a that's highest by any pitcher here. the The record had been held by Mark Kroon, who pitched here for a long time with the Yokohama Bay Stars and Yomiuri Giants. And Otani, he actually had tied the record a few times, but he he actually went past it and hit, had a, a pitch of one hundred sixty three kilometers per hour. One hundred one is what that is. And now he's pretty much. Before he would hit 160 every now and then and it'd be big news and now he's hitting 160 almost routinely. I won't quite say it's routine yet, but he's hitting 160 to the point that it's not particularly a thing anymore. And that's really weird because there's no other pitchers in Japan, foreign or Japanese, who are hitting 160 at all. Even relievers. Pretty much even relievers. you have guys who are like 159 fifty nine, one fifty eight, one fifty seven, but nobody's hitting one sixty and no is doing it
2: as if it's almost nothing now. <laughs> how do they how do they measure pitch speed in Japan? Do they have pitch FX or do they use radar guns? They use radar guns and pitch if
1: they use pitch effects, but that's um, a proprietary thing, so no one gets to see it. Ah. other than the teams. So what we see are the radar guns that are on the stadium. So a lot of some of those are hit and miss, it depends. They're I have heard pitchers tell me there are right, some guns that they don't believe and there's some guns that they do believe and that kind of thing. But, you know, Otani's hitting 161, 162. I mean, they're not that far off where he's like throwing 150 something in this, in this registering as 162. So. And how tall is he? He's um, 193 centimeters, which is about 6'4",
0: 6'3", 6'4". Okay. So just sort of tall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw. height. All right. Well, he's amazing. I appreciate you coming on to give us the backstory and fill in some of the details here. You can read Jason in the Japan Times. You can find him on Twitter at jkoskry, C-O-S-K-R-E-Y. Jason, thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you that was great. Thanks. Yeah, that was really interesting. I uh, I want to talk about him all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to just to see him and it's amazing when you get to go in person and there's just this there's this buzz in the stadium when he pitches that was that hasn't been there since there's the same buzz when Darvish was here and there's the same buzz when Tanaka was here and it's it's pretty much the exact same thing.
2: What is your best guess for how good a hitter he would be if he were hitting in the major leagues right now? Like, who would he be like? Uh, I mean, for one, I don't think he'd be
1: doing what he's doing now, but I I think he could. Uh, I think he'd be a guy who would probably hit a lot of doubles. I don't know if he'd hit as many home runs as as he hits here, but I think he can handle fast pitches. He can handle... You know a little bit of velocity, so ah, uh,
2: comparison. I can't do. You, do you think he would, if he couldn't pitch for some reason, would he start in a major league lineup? Yes, oh wow, wow, he's that good of a
0: hitter. Wow, <laughs> oh man, I'm getting giddy just thinking of him.
2: I'm, g- <laughs> I'm getting preemptively <laughs> mad at the team that eventually signs him and won't let him do this anymore. I mean, if
0: he's that good, then they'd be crazy not to. Someone will, right? And someone will. Someone, some team who's willing to play him as a hitter will have the advantage in signing him because, A, he'll yeah. want to go there, and B, sure. he'll be worth more to them. And out of 30 teams, there's got to be
2: one that would see him as a as a hitter. The Cubs have money, and the Cubs have Joe Madden, and the Cubs are in the NL. <laughs> yeah, it's actually easier, though, for him to go to a AL team because I don't think anybody's going to want him to play the field. And there's no— like. Fighters don't let him play the field
1: either. They used to let him play the field. They don't they haven't let him play the field in about two years now. So they, they yeah, cut yeah. that out also.
0: So he needs a DH he needs a DH team. Was that because of how he was as an outfielder or was it just to reduce the strain on him? I mean, was he a competent outfielder? The funny thing about it, Otani is a really good outfielder. <laughs> Played him in
1: right field when he when he came up because like I said, they were easing him into pitching. So they were he was playing in right field. And he just has a cannon for an arm. He's a that makes sense. No, uh, he read balls off the bat really well. It's I mean, it's so funny. He's un, he was a really good outfielder, and if he kept doing that, he probably would have become a like a great outfielder. That's so he can do that too. They just don't let him do that, and they're not that crazy, I guess. They don't let him play the outfield anymore.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. We tried to end this podcast a few minutes ago, but obviously we we had more questions.
2: We always, you know, we always get the question of of uh, if you had an entire team of one guy, who would it be? Who would be the best? And would it be Mike Trout, or would it be Clayton Kershaw, or would it be Bryce Harper? Would it be a pitcher or a hitter? And the only thing, I mean, I think that it's clear that the answer is Otani. The only thing is the left handedness, right? Because you know he's never caught, and you got the whole left side of the infield that he's at a disadvantage. But I mean, it, clearly the answer is Nao Otani. <laughs> <laughs> he's never caught, so that that I mean that would help. Oh, him. he throws. So wait, he throws right though. He bats left, but he throws right. Yeah, a lot of guys. There are quite a few guys in Japan who do that. Oh, so no. So yeah. So he is. Yeah. So he's clearly the answer. There's no doubt about it. All right. Well, we will let you go for real
0: this time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so that is really it for today. No more false endings. You can support the podcast on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash effectivelywild. Five listeners who have already pledged their support are Timothy Smart, Kevin Dinan, Richard Churchill, Colin H. Smith, and Steve Cassell. Thank you. You can buy our book, The Only Rule Is It Has to Work, our wild experiment building a new kind of baseball team. Check out our website, theonlyruleisithastowork.com for more information on the book. And if you've read it and liked it, please leave us a review on Amazon and Goodreads. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash effectively wild. And you can rate and review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can get the discounted price of $30 on a one year subscription to the Play Index at baseballreference.com using the coupon code BP. And you can reach us via email at podcast at baseballperspectus.com or by messaging us through Patreon. We are finished for the week. We hope you use your weekend well and join us for a new episode next Monday.
2: Two-way action, I'm subsisting on a fraction Of what used to be a sugar-free Half-mounted bag of tixit